The Blockbusters Podcast is a proud member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us as well as other fine shows such as Sarcasm City, That's Delightful, Worst Millennials, The Ectoplasm Show, and Late Night Gamers at podbros.com. Now get ready to sit back and enjoy another episode of the Blockbusters Podcast. Tonight's story is somewhat unique and calls for a different kind of introduction. Today we are canceling the apocalypse! Wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. And uh, this is? Lilu Dallas Multipass. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Houston, we have a problem. Have you tried turning it off and on again? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. Now, where was I? Welcome to episode 101 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to be talking about Black Panther. So, Wakanda forever! Yes. <laughs> uh, but first, uh, get our social media out of the way real quick. Uh, just going to cut it down to a couple here. We're on uh, like Twitter and Instagram, probably some of the best places to get a hold of us. Just search Blokebusters, we're right there. And this time around, we realise that Two roughly middle-aged white men were probably not the best people to give you an in-depth discussion about Black Panther uh, without getting, I don't know, like two bushels full of hate mail, I'm sure. So we figured we would get back. Oh, like we're popular enough to get that much. Okay. Well, I like to think we are. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so we figured we would get uh, our good friend B-Rob back to help us talk about this one. How are you doing, sir? I am all right. I, I wasn't going to say anything about... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just being got called out for being t- our token? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't going to say yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just like, oh, man, we're going to talk about a good movie. <laughs> yeah, see, Paul, you had to go... Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, but come uh-huh. on. We, yeah, we had, mm-hmm. we had Nora and Colleen on to yeah. talk about Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. I think it was only right to, <laughs> have, to have someone that would... Uh, um, well, it's just, yeah, three different experiences, regardless. So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and um, congratulations for uh, elapsing the 100 episodes. Oh, yes. thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's, uh, yes, of, it's... of our feature episode. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it was it was quite something when we were coming up to the 100th, and we we figured out what we were going to do, and then I looked back through the iTunes, and we were at about 165. So mm-hmm. it was like. Oh, are we going to call this out? Nah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I also realized how much of uh, We Are Not That Asshole Chris Hardwick, because he's done like 700 the same amount of time. <laughs> but, yes. yeah, no shit. but he's mean, also making a like, lot of money from doing that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just like you do one episode weekly or however or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I see people that have been around you know, less amount of time to me, and they got like damn near two hundred episodes. I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, some people either oh. have a huge amount of disposable income. Yeah, I, I would like to make the quality over quantity argument, but I don't know if we can make that one either. So <laughs> we can try. <laughs> we can try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but we are here today to talk about talk Black about Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> Not the Black Panthers. Sorry if you somehow. Uh, downloaded this thinking it would be that, but uh, no, yeah, we are no. nowhere near 
for that. And yeah, me neither. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, so. that was the royal we there. So. Uh, but yes, Black Panther, directed by Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, a budget of, and I did say this to Brian uh, when we were looking this up, something that you would never hear someone say 15 years ago, only $200 million. It's quite a bargain. Uh, no yeah. shit. And uh, apparently about $150 million was spent on the marketing mm -hmm. for it, which... I understand, but as I was saying a while ago, I do think that's a little high at the point because it's a Marvel film. Who's not going to see it when it comes out? <laughs> but, yeah, but also they, I think, pressure for this to. I mean, it was going to be huge, but yeah. I, yeah. I think they wanted to guarantee that it was going to be huge. Yes, and yeah. uh, the box office. Let's see if they succeeded there. Mm. Uh, as of seventeen days after release. Worldwide, $897,705,037. I think they succeeded. It's, uh, yeah, also the third biggest, third weekend of all time. I was reading behind, I think, like Avatar and Force Awakens. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, for like the third weekend. It's still making like what any self-respecting successful movie would call a great opening weekend. Yes. <laughs> like, I think it's like 65 or close to 70 or something weekend it made. Yeah, um, it's, it's the, just... the, this weekend, if for future listeners, the third weekend it's been out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and looking up uh, Box Office Mojo here real quick, yeah, it was uh, roughly $242 million the first, 111 mm. the third, and 65.7 estimated for mm. this one. And that is just the best. So, yeah, yeah. this film. So, has safe done to well. say, yes, <laughs> successful. <laughs> yes, you it put is. a good movie together, um, black characters, white characters, whatever, you make a good movie and you have different experiences and things that people want they want that content that they yeah. <laughs> and repeated viewings are so up on this film like i've talked to lots of people that have seen it two times three times in the theater i, I just saw it for the third time yesterday um i want to go see it a couple more times in the theater if i can mm -hmm. uh, i just it's it's i am the philip fry gift take uh, take my money you know, just, yeah 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 <laughs> please take my money um yeah so and all this can be um extremely accessible through movie pass you go to moviepass.com <laughs> yeah yeah sure i'm trying to get y'all some sponsors over here gotcha okay <laughs> we appreciate it. we appreciate it <laughs> we'll let you know if you succeeded yeah uh so I'm not really going to go like, uh, well, first of all, if this is one of your first times with us, we are a spoiler cast, so we do talk about all elements of the film, including ending, um, yes. and with Marvel, obviously, any post-credits. So yes. uh, if you, for some reason, have missed out on those or, you know, uh, don't want to be spoiled yet, uh, pause. Yes. <laughs> Get your ass out and watch Black Panther and then resume play. Season yeah. uh, dies. <laughs> and then also get a hold of us, because I would love to know who the person is that listens to in-depth reviews of film before deciding to go and see it. Because <laughs> I couldn't do that. The, <laughs> the only cast I listen to where, like, I want to hear the review and not see the movies like how did this get made like you know because right. I, I don't want to put myself through the horrible movie usually unless yes. it's like yeah horrible I, I do the but, same thing if it's yeah. a movie that i'm on the fence about that i'm not 100 percent sure that i want to go see i'll listen to other people talk about it before i go <laughs> yeah it's like I, I don't care about getting spoiled on it yeah absolutely but anything i care about obviously yeah <laughs> um 
So we really don't need to go too in depth on the the plot just yet here. Yeah. I think um, yeah, stuff happens. Uh, amazing stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I will try to get through the, a, a really quick reading of the cast list here. There's so many awesome people to mention, and yes. um, but of course we have you know uh, leaving things off. Uh, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, mm-hmm. aka Black Panther, um, aka my, James Brown. Yeah, <laughs> okay, get on up. AKA Thurgood Marshall. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also have uh, Michael B. Jordan as Eric Stevens or Killmonger. Was Stevens' last name, I believe? Yeah, it was Stevens. Because just, he's just listed as Eric Killmonger. Yeah. Uh, AKA they, Creed, AKA Creed. Johnny Storm. <laughs> AKA whoever his character was in Bale <laughs> Station. Yeah. <laughs> yes, made by the same director of this a- movie. Exactly. And, and AKA Vegeta to some extent as well. She, mm-hmm. like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so happy he could really be in a quite successful yes. uh, superhero movie after having to suffer the uh, that fantastic. Well, shit, uh, a lot of people forget he was in Chronicle too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that was yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I really. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. We have uh, the amazing Lupita Nyong'o as Kia. Yep. Um. Yeah. Love her. Uh. Denai, I believe. Guerrera. I don't know if I got it, but she's a Koye. She's um, in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, people know her from um, Martin Freeman as Everett Ross. Um, <laughs> the fantastic Daniel Kaluuya for, as Wakabi. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be on a little program tonight, I believe, as we record this. Yes. <laughs> and I'll be, uh, yeah, for the, uh, the Oscars there. Yeah. So awesome. And get out. Uh, fan favorite, probably, or m- many fan favorite here, Letitia Wright. Uh, oh, yes. Shuri. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. We had. And some something as well that I found out just just through looking through uh, information here, she's apparently sixteen years old in this film. No, oh, not the actress, the character. Yeah, yeah, ju- yeah. Jumping ahead, ju- really jumping ahead. But in that very last scene, uh, my friend and I thought there was a little bit of chemistry between her and the <laughs> and, the, the White Wolf. Yes. And uh, <laughs> like, ooh, now I feel really wrong because <laughs> he's a little bit older than that. Uh, well, he's just a lot older. Than he's a lot older than that. Yes. Um, moving down, one of my favorites. I hope we'll, we'll get into him a lot more. Winston Duke as Mbaku. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And the always Sterling K. Brown uh, <laughs> as Njobu. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the incredibly gorgeous and perfect Angela Bassett as Ramonda. Yeah. Uh, is it Ramonda or Ramon? Ramonda? Uh, Ramonda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're the one that's seen it three times. I, so. I know. I just, yeah. So, hey, I'm, I'm nailing most of these here. Forrest Whitaker <laughs> as Zuri. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Serkis in one of his best, where you get to see his actual face performances yes. ever. <laughs> yes. I, I love that dude. He, yeah. he carried the movie whenever he was in the scenes or whatever yeah, yeah and, Ulysses Claw. Yeah, and yeah, that's I, that's why they had to kill him. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. I wish I thought it up myself. No, I read it online. Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis are the two Tolkien white guys. Yes, uh, I know. I said that. <laughs> uh-huh. And. Yeah, another thing I love is that they were only really used to advance the, the plot. They weren't yeah. fleshed out characters like black characters have been in for so long and yes. pretty much every other movie ever made. So <laughs> good for them for not. Yeah. But they were, you know, Claw was still a lot of fun. Yes. Um, yeah. Baby don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Florence Kasumba as Oyo or Ayo. And then the last one I just wanted to mention was John uh, Caney as the older uh, T'Chaka. 
Yeah, from if we get him in our dreams, he puts there. But yeah, an incredible cast. Like you put those people together, yeah, you're gonna have a fucking awesome movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what I what I noticed about this film, um, the father, the one that you just mentioned just now, mm-hmm. uh, his eyeball had a little extra extra droop on it. You know, <laughs> For, Forrest Whitaker's had less droop on it. You think they that was the trade out for the movie? It's like here, take some of this droop and put it on your eye, so I can straighten up mine a little bit. I think I think there might have been some eye droop swappage. Yes, yeah. I, I, uh... I, well, I like the idea that Forrest Whitaker actually doesn't have an eye droop, and it's only when he's in front of a camera he just puts it on. It's just it's just a choice he makes when for every performance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that accent in Arrival. It's like it comes and goes. The eye droop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where do we want to get into this? I uh, just shuttle thoughts. Uh, let's start. Uh, might be good host and offer it up to I think our guest. Yes. What did you? you think of black Panther? i enjoyed it thoroughly I, I it was um despite it being a marvel movie it was nothing like i've ever seen before from a marvel movie if that makes any sense mm-hmm. it was just like it was it was, it was dark like <laughs> it was people that look like me <laughs> yeah you know and um and i said this on my podcast and um i was just like I wasn't taken out of the movie because of the movie and how different it was from all the other Marvel movies. Um, I went to a standard showing, so I didn't feel the movie. You know, I like all the car scenes and the explosions and everything. So I didn't get that reverberation, the bouncing off of the walls and all that stuff. So, I mean, that was a minor gripe. It didn't take away from the movie, but it just kind of took away from the first time viewing experience. Right. So. I recommend if you go see this movie for the first time, um, pay the extra couple bucks to go to a IMAX theater. Or, um, if you have uh, theaters that provide, um, they call it D box around here, not Dick box, but um, it's to where the <laughs> seats the actually, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's where the the seats actually vibrate with the movie oh, and all kind of shit like yeah. that. So I recommend, I highly recommend that you go see it if you have the extra currency in those capacities. But yeah. see the movie nonetheless. Great movie. And um, also watching this movie, I felt like it had other influences from other movies like um, The Lion King and um, Coming to America to a certain extent. Yeah. And um, and it was just kind of like a Star Wars feel, too, with the um, technology that was shown on screen. You know, so it was just like when you get into that dream sequence and the uh, relationship between um, Takala and his father, it was kind of like Simba and Mufasa. You know, and then um, yeah. the dream sequence, you know, it just reminded me of the part in The Lion King when the um, Rafiki told him that he could see his father again. And they had the whole him in the clouds and everything. It kind of reminded me of that. Exactly. And then um, the challenge scene in the beginning of the movie when it was um, doing the king crown and coronation, um, just when it was doing the dances on the river and everything, remind me of the um, opening scenes in Coming to America when they had the big dance sequence when they was introducing the new queen. Oh, and yeah. um Mm-hmm. And um, also the Star Wars effect to where it was just the technology that they had. It was a very Star Wars like feel and everything to me. So it was like an amalgamation of all three of these movies came together when I was seeing it on screen. Yeah, and that's a yeah, that's a great company to be in or a great yeah. combination there. Obviously, that yeah, and it was to pull from. And it was also it was just like I wasn't used to seeing anything like this. It was just. The, um, to have a predominantly black cast. I mean, there's other movies to that extent. I mean, not on a scale of this one as far as budget goes and everything, but there's plenty of all black films and everything. I mean, they don't get as much recognition, but they're out there. But this one, it was just to hear the, um, 
the scenery, the African, um, you know, backdrops and just the language, the dialect. You know, I'm not used to hearing that throughout a whole movie. So I was just like, it was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I don't know what to feel or it was just weird to me, you know? So, yeah, that was that was what was great about this movie. It was just like a whole bunch of different feels. It was like nothing I've ever really seen before. Yeah, a whole lot of new. Well, but yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it can be a little annoying when you're watching an older film and you'll have the English speaking person talking in English mm-hmm. and then the person that speaks in a different language will speak in their language with subtitles. Mm-hmm. And then about halfway through the film, or if they ever go and talk to someone else that speaks their language, they're suddenly speaking English with an accent, and it's yeah. just accepted. <laughs> That's it's like, no, <laughs> come on. People can read subtitles now. Yeah. They're okay with it. <laughs> or, like, don't even subtitle it. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe there's some things we don't need to hear. But it's just, like, yeah, it was really cool. And I, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I do like that every now and again they do just speak in whichever language it is for that region that Wakanda. I lost off in my head. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, the language is called Xhosa, I think is how you say it. X-O-S-X-H-O-S-A. And it was actually uh, Nelson Mandela's native language. Yeah, yeah so, I, I just say I just say Wakandan because it was in Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, if there's any language to be Wakandan, that's, I think they picked well, so. Yeah. But they, they will just sometimes do that. And they, they didn't translate. It was just uh-huh. a quick interchange or something. Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, you get I, one of uh, Okoye's best lines, does she speak English when she wants to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, did you get into? Yeah. Well, what did you think, uh, Paul? I'm sure you're along the same lines yes, here. Was, I mean, first and foremost, coming out of this, I was just thinking I didn't specifically feel, oh my god, this is like great because like all black cast and so on and so forth, blah blah blah. I just came out thinking, wow, that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. And mm-hmm. then when I thought about it, it was like, wow, this could. Hopefully, uh, this is the start of people realizing, oh, yes, uh, we can use people of different colors than white, and they can be main characters and all of this stuff, and the general Mm -hmm. public is fine with that, because shocker, people of different colors are everywhere in this world. You know what? They give them that, yeah, and then you think you live in a pretty white place or anything like that, but yeah, like my theater, just to jump in, like, first experience was probably over half African-American, and... Yeah, lots of different people of color in there and gender and age. Uh, yeah, like I was saying, if you make something good, everyone will see it. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So yeah, I I did feel that this was a phenomenal film in that respect, purely because of that. Like it is just a fantastic film in my opinion. And then you've got the additional benefit of the fact that this is like, oh, this is how we do this type of thing. This mm-hmm. f- Finally, a big film is doing it right. And then yeah. hopefully, because in Hollywood, everyone copies whatever was successful, yeah. we're just going to get more of this type of thing until it just becomes the norm. Yeah, um, now, exactly what you were saying. I, after seeing this movie in hindsight or whatever, I, I thought the same exact thing. I was like, this movie is so well put together, you know, great cast. And I was just like, I was just hoping that it would open the door, just like you said, for other movies to emulate. But also at the same time, being a little selfish, I was hoping that this movie would open the door for another Blade series. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. think we'll bring that back up in a minute. Mm. Uh, yeah. But Brian, I, I, I just think we don't want to get too repetitive here, but what did you think of it? Uh, what a... So, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't even finish that. piece of just pure pla- um, vibranium. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is a big piece of vibranium. In shiny, perfect vibranium. <laughs> um, it can do anything and be it. Yeah. I love this freaking movie. Um, yeah, I just saw it for the third time yesterday. Um, Want to get, like you said, more watches in. Um, I just was blown away from my first experience. That, that My experience yesterday wasn't the greatest. I had some noisy, uh, kind of disrespectful tweens or whatever in there, but uh, still was able to have a good time. But just seeing it, and I did see it on um, a, a local theater's like their biggest screen, their yeah. uh, ultra screens. You, know, you have to pay a few extra bucks for. Uh, we don't have like the motion chairs or anything like that, but it, it's it was immersive. You know, it's like an IMAX size screen. That was the way to see the movie. And people were just it was opening weekend, um, and yeah, just people were just responsive and loving every second of it. There was applause at the end. You know, yes. uh, it was just an experience, and yeah. just the way that humor is interspersed, the way the um, just the social and cultural significance is placed throughout. And just all of that, just making a great action movie that looks amazing. Uh, I just, th- I, I texted my friend after and I, s- I said, you know, like a lot of times these movies will lose me in the third act. They kind of become copy and paste. Uh, it's yeah. one of my major criticisms of Wonder Woman. I love that movie, but the third act is kind of a yawn fest. It can be at times. I, I um, enjoyed that movie a lot, yeah, Wonder Woman. I, I did too, but I'm just, yeah, just being hypercritical there. I still love that, but, it, you know, just like the, the villain there kind of at the end a little uh, just kind of standard but this third act was the most captivating third act i can recall like that last 45 50 minutes i dare anyone to look away like yeah. it, there's so much going on um the music is incredible like we got we got to get into the music more too but i just yeah i just can't say enough positive things about it i know it's it not be the best thing to listen to just as gushing but hey it's black panther what do you want to say well it, it is interesting because it does have it got obviously nowhere near as many characters as we're going to see in a few months but it does have a lot of characters a lot of them only just been introduced as film and it keeps cutting between all of them and it never gets bored no and everyone, that's impressive that's everyone really has impressive. character development everyone has something to do um the the female roles are fleshed out yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just equal billing all around. I like it. Yeah, there's no, like, why is this person in here? Why do you have that character? Yeah, everyone felt like they mattered. Yes. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like it, there was a character other than Stan Lee that had a Stan Lee-esque cameo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I did. A, a, couple, a couple of side things about this movie or whatever. It was after... The, I seen it because I didn't go see it Friday night. I went to see it the Thursday night before. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to work the next day and um, I do security. So uh, one of the buildings I was at, they have a daycare in the background, in the, in the background, like it's something else. But like mm-hmm. in the back of the um, building. So, you know, we had to police that area. And there was kids running around with Black Panther shirts on and uh, they were pretending to be Black Panther and all kind of stuff as they played. Uh, a lot of the... Um, care staff there were dressed in like you know african inspired garb but also had uh wakandan uh merchandise that they were wearing so i thought that was pretty cool um seeing that the next day (laughs) yeah no kidding (laughs) and then also you know more of the security thing i was at another location to where they have a you know we deal with metal detectors and x-ray machines and shit so the lady was coming through the x-ray machine 
and she had her arms crossed uh, over her chest, kind of like how they do the Wakanda thing. Yeah. And it just me being a dumbass or whatever. I was just like, oh, you, I said, you come through there like you seen the Black Panther movie. You know, and it was an older um, white lady. So I, mm-hmm. in my mind, I was just like, ain't no way in hell she would see this movie. <laughs> you know, and I and I doubt if she caught my reference or whatever. And um, after she came through, she said, oh, yeah, I want to see that movie yesterday. It was really good. And I was like, yes, you make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> There's hope. There's still hope. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know where do you wanted to go in from here. I don't, yeah, we... Uh, well, I, uh, I did want to uh, mention up front, and uh, we talked about it very quickly before uh-huh. we started recording, uh, and you you brought it up as well, Rob, is uh, the Blade thing. Is that I I seen several things online where people start started talking about this film and just being like, finally, they're making a superhero film that's forwarded by a black man and it's going to be great. And then it's just like Wesley Snipes is over in the corner just going, excuse me. (laughs) So you sons of bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously there's an interesting conversation to be had about the uh, descent that that film series made. But uh, yeah, the... I I was wondering, do you think that in any way the fact that Blade existed and did relatively well, and uh, maybe even that Wesley Snipes attempted to make a Black Panther film ages ago, yeah, I was going <laughs> like, to bring that up, might yeah. have uh, influenced this film at all, or do you think this was just Marvel going, oh, what's next? Fuck it, Black Panther, let's get him out. <laughs> well, um, I, I, like I said, we we did a our review show on my show which is yeah. the random rounds with Rob, if you want to go check that out. But um, what, what I kind of took from this and um, the, um, the people that were on with me kind of looked at it the same way. Um, this has been going on since when, you know, the Iron Man movie came out in what, 2008, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 2008. Yeah. So come out, all the post credit scene of Hulk as the, wasn't it? Or incredible Hulk. Um, yeah. I think it was yes. when the first time Iron Man appeared. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we'll just start with Iron Man. Yeah, that was two, That was 2008. So, damn, 10 years, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and all the people that have been in circulation all the way up until this point has been playing these characters and been in all these movies leading up to this point, you know. And I just kind of feel like, you know, introducing all these new characters, this is a way to, um, you know, cycle out the old ones and bring in some new ones and even to give the older actors that have been doing this universe for so long you know a chance to rest or even you know retire from their roles because there's no doubt in my mind when infinity war comes out that damn uh robert Downey jr iron man he's going away he's probably gonna die or he's just gonna quit so yeah this introducing the black panther character a character that's in um comic book lore from what i've been told i don't know for fact but Majority everybody agrees with me. He's a lot smarter and he has more of the resources and money. So when you retire the Iron Man character or the Robert Downey Jr., you have the Iron Man, uh, the Black Panther character that can come in that can take up his spot. You know, he has the technology, he has the resources, he has the money, you know, and to jump ahead with the post credit scene. I kind of feel like, you know, how I was telling you about all these different movies, you know, kind of make up this movie. Uh, T'Challa had his Iron Man one moment, you know, at the end of the yes. Iron Man one when Tony Stark came to yeah. the podium and he was like, I'm Iron Man. And now T'Challa, here he is at the podium with the United Nations talking about Wakanda is not going to stand on the sidelines. We're going to be in the forefront. We're going to aid everyone with our technology. Um, well, not he didn't say technology, but we're going to provide aid for everyone. And then they asked the question, what can a simple farming country do for the world? 
And then he had that smile on his face, and it was just like Iron Man. He's like, I'm Black Panther, motherfucker. He's like, that's what he wanted to say. He's like, yeah. So that's what I think is going to be, is just like these new characters coming in are going to start replacing some of the older ones. I think so, yeah. And they're... uh... As interesting, if not more interesting than the one scene. Yeah, I, I definitely agree in all but one respect. And it to me, there's no doubt in my mind, it's Shuri that's going to be the new Tony Stark. Especially yeah. since they've come out and announced that she is smarter than Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she is officially the smartest person mm-hmm. in the MCU. Yeah. So, and we, uh, yeah, and we was trying to predict stuff like that too. It's just like, all right, there's going to be have to, there's going to have to be one scene in Infinity War or some kind of just like a little offshoot short or something to where Tony Stark, Shiri, and Bruce Banner are in the same room, <laughs> and and she is just cutting them to ribbons. You know, it's just like. You know, his arrogant attitude, you know how Tony Stark is. He'd be like, Hell yeah, we can do this, this, and this, or whatever. And she just come in like, nah, we can do it this way, and this is better, and so on and so forth. And he's like, I knew that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was testing you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, there's, there has got to be a scene where Tony Stark either starts talking about something, and then Shuri just hands him the thing he talked like, here you go. Already yeah, done. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I already made that. Yeah, already four steps ahead of you here, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I like she, that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like knowing her just in this film, I could see her hacking his Friday AI and making it sound like her. So like, Tony Stark will constantly have her talking to him throughout the film, just to annoy him slightly. <laughs> uh, I did want to run something by just uh, kind of some random bits here. Um, if Once again, if you're first time with her, we're not so much a recapper as just a general reviewer here. So if you're yes. looking for scene by scene, that's not us. But, yeah. um, not anymore. <laughs> no, no, that's just, yeah. The, that tends to lead us to three-hour podcasting, which yes. just isn't feasible. <laughs> um, but did you notice, uh, well, I guess, Peter, I'll ask before I go into too far, are you a um, Black Mirror fan? I have seen majority of the first season. I haven't um, delved into the rest of them yet. Okay. And this is, that's where I was introduced to um, the guy from Get Out in that series. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a 15 million merits. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, okay, so sorry, this won't, uh, this will be lost on you, but um, the, the opening we get to Killmonger did... And this was pointed out to me, actually. These are not my thoughts, but um, did you get the Black Museum parallels, Paul? We have Killmonger being shown around by a white person. Um, <laughs> this is what happens in Black Museum, by the way. It's like these, you know, yeah. artifacts from the Black Mirror world. Um, and then, you know, she he's asking questions about all these artifacts. And then uh, he says, you know, you, you got all the security around, but you don't think twice about what you're putting in your body yeah um so yeah sorry black mirror spoilers for anyone but yeah she uh leticia wright actually shuri yeah. uh is in that episode and she's the one that poisons um you know the curator of that museum yeah. rollo yeah, yeah rollo can, can we actually but, pause for one second and yeah, just say so, leticia wright uh-huh. how many accents can that person do uh in in, in an infinity <laughs> of accents and if it, oh, yeah, nicely done <laughs> nicely done um but yeah, so I mean, that once I saw that, I'm like, oh my god, you're so right. Like, because yeah, she like just gets poisoned there, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, I love that. So, you know, yeah, like, yeah. that is so Black Museum. But who thought of it? I mean, this was probably in production first, so maybe, probably, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> so, it's definitely one of those things where there's only so many things that mm-hmm. could have happened in that scene to make yeah, it work, mm-hmm. and I. I guess it either goes to show that the people that were writing both 
we're on the same wavelength or that this is probably the best way to do this if you ever decided to because (laughs) there seems to be a consensus now that Mm. uh, poisoning someone who is a little up themselves is uh, the best way to do it yeah i do like the uh the button on that scene or or, or i think it's um you know she's explaining all the artifacts and then obviously what happens happens and you know I think it was a claw says, oh, is that, you know, a mass from Wakanda too? No, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just feeling this. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, claw's dispatch of the uh, last security guard was uh, yes. pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought, um, yeah, I thought Michael B. Jordan's character was just like, he was in the realm of the film, but he was like also outside of the realm of the film. Cause like everybody's speaking with the, the accents and everything. And he's yeah. just like the only one like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not feeling that. Yeah. yeah. Shooting kind of straight. Well, and um, obviously that really helped to sell the fact that he is the outsider, mm-hmm. but he is from there. Like it's yeah. <laughs> and a very effective way of, subtly doing that on yeah. top of the fact that he is an American coming to Wakanda. Yeah, I felt bad reading the little bit of trivia. Apparently he kind of isolated himself from the cast to kind of help mimic um, well, the character itself. How he's, well, that's, that's kind of good. Yeah. yeah, I, I know. That, but I feel bad he didn't get to have like the probably the awesome experience that everyone else did on, on set. True. Uh, Assuming here. Well, and, and on top of that, I don't know if you saw that, that his prosthetics took two and a half hours to put on mm-hmm. and he then had to sit in a sauna for two hours afterwards for them to come off yeah <laughs> on top of like a 12 hour shooting day 14 hour shooting day whatever yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah i, I mean i mean, I mean he, he's, he's something of a method actor from what you was just saying or whatever he's like man well fuck it i just go get the things for real that way i ain't gotta worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like, get all this the scars yeah yeah, it, yeah production yeah. was delayed for two weeks while he healed from the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost a sanguinating himself. Uh, yeah. So but, can't I just get like an arm cannon, like claw, <laughs> <and> just uh, <laughs> open up with one of those? Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, like maybe a, a lycra bodysuit that he mm-hmm. could just slip on that just looked like him. Like here. I mean, that yeah. would look like what, a 1990s failed Fantastic Four production, I'm sure. But uh, mm, Yeah, there hasn't been enough of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 90s yeah. or any decade. Yeah. <laughs> now, with the same with that character or whatever, um, I was talking about how this film had a Star Wars feel to me. Um, I kind of felt the same way about him. I kind of felt like he was that Darth Vader character. Because when he was uh, properly introduced, anytime he was coming into a scene, the whole vibe of that scene would change and the music would play up when he was on screen or whatever. So it was kind of like anytime you see Darth Vader in a Star Wars movie, you hear that. It was the same thing for Killmonger in this movie too. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like you're telling a joke with a coworker or something. And then your scary boss comes in and you just stop talking (laughs) immediately. You're just like, Nope. Okay. Yep. We're working. We're busy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, all props to Michael B. Jordan. He, he really was able to have presence in mm-hmm. this film every single time he was there you do struggle to look at any of the other characters in the background or see anything mm-hmm. that's going on but you are so focused on him especially since he has a little bit of the loose cannon randoms to it well because even though hey, you know auntie. Tr- <laughs> even though you know what he's trying to do yeah. you don't know how he's going to do it so it's really really cool to watch um, yeah he was fantastic like that's I, I think you know I don't think it's any I'm saying anything surprising here with the MCU's had a villain problem other than Loki mm-hmm. uh, 
yeah. Uh, some might even say Loki is. <laughs> and even Loki's one. Yeah, I'm just yeah trying to be a little generous there. But yeah. I thought he's one of the most captivating and like menacing villains that we've had. Uh, yeah. Especially when he yeah just um, the heart shaped herb scene. You know, he's like, no, nah, we're burning all this shit. He's <laughs> like, not burning that shit. <laughs> yeah, like next king. Who do? You, yeah, there is no next king. Yeah, that shit was funny. He's like, when I when I say that shit, you do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's not a request. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not asking. And, yeah. it, and I will say one thing that I don't fully understand about that plan, that idea, mm-hmm. is fair enough. He doesn't want to even consider that someone might be after him, but he mm-hmm. does want to take over kind of like rule, get mm-hmm. the world to acknowledge that they are the superior power. What happens in 60 years or 70 years when he dies? Mm-hmm. Is it just going to be like, well, disband everything? <laughs> I, yeah. No we had a good run. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, with him, he seemed like he lived for this moment or whatever. And I, I highly doubt that. All right, well, I'm here now. So I guess, I mean, I can stop. <laughs> but um, I think he, he would probably been like, all right, I just grab one of these Wakandan women knock them up and have some seeds and then they'll have evil minions like me and they'll take over for decades and eons after I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing that I can think of is that he's fine with having heirs, but he doesn't want any heirs with the same power that he has. Yeah, but that's that's my question here as far as the logistics of the heart-shaped herb here because that's how yeah. the you get your quote-unquote superpowers, right? Or you get the yeah. Black Panther yeah, power. Can... So how long does it stay in your system? Doesn't he need some more at some point. I, uh, I believe burned all that. No, I believe it is a, a one and done. It's one and done because they're okay. There's a potion to activate, it and, away, then, yeah. and then uh, yeah. Zuri has one that like deactivates you, like mm-hmm. restricts it from. Yeah, I, I feel okay. like it's sort of a way of because they have that uh, astral plane mm-hmm. visit once you've taken it. I feel like what it does is you take that herb and then it will activate receptors in your body so you're kind of connected to that plane and the power comes there through yeah. you i'm sure yes yeah, so if you can't tell you yeah, at least i did not read the comics so i'm sure there's an answer in there yeah people are listening screaming out there oh, yeah. <laughs> phones. Well, we're sorry well to, to, to that effect of what you were just saying is like i haven't read any of the comic books either i mean i've been introduced to black panther i mean i knew he existed but i'm really introduced to him through uh Civil War and this yeah. movie, but um, my guest that I had on my show, Random Rounds with Rob Podcast, if you want to check it out, um, he's a pro, folks. <laughs> they, they, the guys that I had on there, they were, um, it was like three levels of it. It was like me who didn't know shit. Uh-huh. The next guy that was on the show, he was mid part of the way. He was a few er- years into it, and then there was the other guy who was the pro. He knew everything about the Black Panther, and from um, the way it usually works is, is um, you would do the challenge. And um, you would um, go to the astral plane or whatever, and you would meet the panther god, Boss. And he would decide if you were worthy enough to be the Black Panther. Ah. And he would, uh, you know, if you were worthy, he would, bam, you'd be the Black Panther from here on. So that's from what I was told. That's how it usually worked. Because, yeah. I mean, you can be the king and not be the Black Panther. <laughs> Right, you yeah, know, kind of a, a Thor's hammer type thing, where you had to be worthy of being the Black Panther, no matter mm-hmm. who you are. You had to. Yeah, there's no getting around that system. Yeah, because yeah, I, I know that in the comics, Shuri gains, I guess, the favor and powers of another being from that dimension. And I'm not going to say why, in case some people are reading the comics. I'm not reading the comics, so I didn't mind reading the spoilers. But I'm mm-hmm. that. But she she ends up gaining that. 
and mm-hmm. I, it does seem very much like for those of you that have played Skyrim or any of those, it's very much the Daedric gods are just being like, "Yeah, we like you. Okay, yeah, you can. Here you go, have this." <laughs> but that was the thing that I didn't understand. So we know now through this movie that you know you take the Harpshade herb, you gang the powers of the Black Panther. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in, in Civil War, his daddy died. His daddy was the king. So mm-hmm. it's been apparent that he hadn't been the Black Panther for a long time. I mean, just given his uh, physical makeup and everything. So has T'Challa been the Black Panther this whole time? And he already had taken the heart shader? So I So you can, yeah, so that's my question. Is you can be the Black Panther and the king aren't mutually exclusive, yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you that's can right. be one without being the other. Yeah, he was definitely mm-hmm. the Black Panther as prince. So I, what I'm assuming happened, is that his dad was the Black Panther, and then at some point when he was getting older and he when passed it along. was old enough, yeah, he said, "You can be the Black Panther now. It's not my job, and my job is to be king, to, mm-hmm. to be diplomatic." Yeah, because yeah, I because I highly doubt that him and his daddy fought for it. Because I mean, it's usually a challenge to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You uh, know, he's just like, "Here you go. Just hold on to that for me, real quick." Right. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the thing. I think what probably happened was maybe they went through the whole thing so that the dad would be stripped of his power, and then they were just like, fight! And then he just like, I give up. <laughs> that's the end of the fight. It's a thumb war, folks. It's a thumb war. I don't know. I mean, it, it could have happened or whatever. I mean, it could have just been, you know, passed down just however, because... Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I want to know more. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah you good? Because I mean, from I'm getting this from the movie. Because you know, like yeah. I said, I haven't read the comics. It's just like all the tribes are there for the challenge, and any one of them at any given time during the challenge can you know step in. Like I want a challenge for this shit. So I'm pretty sure it was just like, all right, we here. We gonna have the challenge. Does anybody oppose? No. All right, here you go. You can be the Black Panther now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I got a lot of questions about the uh, kind of how succession works. Like, so you can just hand it down to your son without a challenge, or like on challenge day, is there only one challenge allowed? Like, because you can just watch some dude like beat the shit out of Black Panther. And you're like, <laughs> I think now's my chance. He's almost yeah. Just like if you, <laughs> now, it's like I if think you I have, have any, a shot. It's like if you have any wrestling fans listening or whatever. It's like the Money yeah. in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. just like you win this briefcase that you can cash in on the champion at any time, anywhere. So like that's historically how it usually happens. The champion um has a hard fought match. He's beat down. He's tired. Then somebody will come in with the briefcase to cash in while he fucked up and they win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I do have the question. There is that it very much seemed like the ceremony was kind of the same as a wedding ceremony when you had the. Yeah, does anyone have any reason why this person like speak now or forever hold your peace? And then they have that one bout, he wins, and it's fine. And then what is it? Two, three weeks later, what? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, short period of time later. <laughs> yeah, Killmonger turns up, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "I challenge you." And they're like, "Okay." Yeah. What? Well, see, like, <laughs> yeah. Can anyone change their minds once the ceremony is <laughs> over? Like one of the other tribes goes. Actually, hang on. <laughs> Let's get well, back I, down there. Well, I think in this instance of the movie, I think it was just kind of like a thing of well, nobody for him was there being represented, so he didn't have the opportunity, or that clan or tribe didn't have an opportunity to challenge at the time. 
Yeah, but, yeah, and it but was about his blood. Yeah, technically, uh, he's from bloodline. their tribe, so their yeah. tribe would have been there, mm-hmm. and their tribe didn't like. So I don't know. It... I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, they, yeah. I think what happened. You is... have to have all the answers. Come on, Drop. Yeah, you I know. <laughs> I, I think what must have happened is like they put out this an email to everyone from Wakanda, and they say, "All right, your travel plan for the next three days are out. Everyone must be at Stone Circle because you're not." allowed to miss this and because he did they were like all right yeah. i mean yeah. they infiltrated a, a undercover ops plan just to get old girl out so yeah that's, be there yeah. for the coronation mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> freeze like a like an antelope in headlights yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah i did love yeah that was a big laugh like the first big laugh and first time it's like Hi. <laughs> that, yeah. that was another thing too. How they did the comedy. The comedy in this uh, movie was different from the other Marvel movies. Everything in the other Marvel movies uh, so far was just like bam, bam, ha ha, big laughs. Especially <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. This yeah. one and this, the way they did the comedy in this one, it was like more out of nowhere. Like when it happened, you wasn't really expecting it. it yeah, just it felt happened. natural. It felt like part of how they were just speaking, and that it was a natural way to make a joke at that moment. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I feel like Wakanda in general, probably because of its the serious power and the, like the fact that they are so secure. They're very laid back. Like mm-hmm. when they go to the leader of the last tribe, and he's just like, "I will feed you to my children." I'm just getting revenge there. Mbaku, like, <laughs> oh, I got, yeah. Mbaku is the greatest. Yeah. When yeah. he just starts barking to shut up Martin Freeman, like, no, white boy, you don't get to talk here. No. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's not happening. Um, but yeah, that, but yeah the, and then I don't know if anyone else, but best laugh for me by far, uh, Shuri calling out um, T'Challa's uh, nasty ass sandals. What are those? Yeah. <laughs> we got a what are those and Black Panther, and I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah, I. Yeah, they had the, They also had the. Um, it was like a world star moment or whatever when she was telling him to kick the suit. And he's oh, like, yeah. are, he's like, are you are you recording this? <laughs> and then he <laughs> just get flunked across the room or whatever, and he's like, delete that footage. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, so well. God damn it, this was yeah. so well done. Yeah, and, and I mm-hmm. I think that goes to show as well how well they establish the relationship between all the characters. Because there are some yeah. characters that were always joking with each other. For instance, brother and sister. Yeah. And then there are some characters that could joke a little bit but were mostly serious like uh, T'Challa and Nakia Nakia that's right yeah, his, yes. his yeah. and like, yeah and then there were some that there was pretty much no joke whatsoever between them, and it all worked perfectly in my opinion it was just so, so well put together um, and speaking of Nakia as well uh, Lupita I don't know if you looked into how much she did for the role yeah she trained not only in how to speak Hausa, which I think is how you say it, like the, the native language okay, of yeah. certain area, like she learned how to speak that just for a couple of scenes in the film. But also she trained in judo, jujitsu, silat, and Filipino martial arts for the role. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's more than I'm I fairly feel... certain Keanu Reeves did for the Matrix. <laughs> but I, I feel like everyone knew how important it was, and we yeah. aren't leaving anything to hand. We, no. We're <laughs> going to work our asses off from Kendrick, busting his ass on the score, or in the music. Like, yeah, like, everyone... 
came to play. Like, well, yeah. why don't we talk about the music? You said you definitely I, wanted to. I don't. I've I've been listening to the soundtrack for three weeks now. <laughs> it is a fucking great soundtrack. I don't know. Have you been listening to it at all, B Rob? I've downloaded, but I never listened to anything outside of the movie. Oh, it's so yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's yeah, it's. I mean, I know it's fresh, but it's got to be one of my favorite soundtracks of all time it, it, it's so the music is so good. um it's, yeah kendrick and the, yeah i think um when they get into the uh korean um casino scene where we get the stanley cameo and stuff there's yeah. a great song with him in the weekend um, yeah yeah that's a great one. and uh, <laughs> yeah um yeah nothing specific to say but just the music as the rest of the film incredible like it <laughs> it, it didn't slack at all um uh, yeah i loved every bit of it Stop the podcast. Wait, wait, hang on. It is giveaway time. Woo! Woo, yes. <laughs> Exciting uh, stuff. I know, yes. Interesting stuff. <laughs> yes, Maybe. We, <laughs> we'll let you be the judge. <laughs> yes, we, we don't want to just tack it on at the end so you skip ahead. No, no, no. This is randomly appearing somewhere in the recording. <laughs> even I don't and know. And the other part I liked about Black Panther was, and now you can't even tell if you're, we're back <laughs> into the episode. Exactly. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, but yes, this is for another DVD from Wild Eye Releasing. Thank you again to them for this opportunity. And possibly almost definitely definitely (laughs) a a random entry from brian's own catalog as well yes that i no longer (laughs) want or need maybe it's a movie i still like and just you know i have it digitally now so who knows it won't necessarily be awful (laughs) yeah yeah probably not Mm, probably not i generally have decent taste yeah Yeah. Uh, that's just the chance you take with this giveaway exactly that's why it's a giveaway yes Mm -hmm. and then you can have your own giveaway if (laughs) you don't like it yeah maybe it'll be someone's christmas present down the line that's right yeah that co-worker you don't like (laughs) (laughs) so yes uh this time we want you to tell us your favorite line from Black Panther. And mm. obviously, like, no real criteria here from us. Like, we just mm. want to know what your personal favorite line from the film was. And mm. the first person to do this will be receiving it. Now, we also would just like to know that anyway. So, even if you see someone else has done it, just mm. let us know because we really like hearing from you guys and knowing what Absolutely. you think. Absolutely. So, yes, even if you're hearing this two weeks from now, don't think, oh, someone's already got mm-hmm. this. Like, just throw it out there. You could be lucky, and other people were thinking, oh, someone else has this as well. So you're the first. Well done, you. Well done, you. So, yes, get a hold of us on Twitter. Probably the best place for it, at Blokebusters, or Facebook, if you want, dot com slash Blokebusters, or on Instagram, at Blokebusters. <laughs> Or on Vero, if you're on there, and uh, it's currently working. I know it's been having a few issues here and there due to current uh, server issues, but uh, we'll see. Just Blockbusters, we're on there. So just get a hold of us, any of those places. Let us know your favorite line, and if you are first, you will win something. If you are not Mm -hmm. first, you will get to talk to us. So you win in the end anyway. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And uh, now on with the podcast. Wakanda forever. Uh, to get back to the comedy or whatever (laughs) there's one scene that I I laugh about you know just randomly to myself and um, my wife was watching it last night and she always dies every time she sees it and um, is when they had the car chase 
and then um the yeah. car gets blown up or whatever and she land on the hood of the car with a spear and everything and then the old girl just sliding up in the car seat still holding the steering wheel <laughs> that yeah that's every yeah the three times that get, that got a big laugh every time yeah yeah that's, it's oh, because it was yeah. it was like so subtle it's just like she had this like how deadpool coined it is this badass superhero landing boom you know on her feet with a spear in her hand and you just see somebody just still holding yeah yeah it was so freaking subtle too it was just like no emotion on the face no frowns and then it was just like oh, this really happened just now yeah and even something like that can be if not done right, can be too too jokey or corny or like, well, okay, you're trying too hard. Well, that's but it say. wasn't that at all. No, that, that's the thing. In almost any other film, I think, if that had happened, your immediate response was to be, no, come on. Like, the car exploded. How did this happen? But in this film, it was just like, well, of course they Like, you know, mm. the, of course this happens. Well, yeah, it's, it's just so excellent good. world building and character development. And you're just along for whatever happens. There, yeah. yeah, there's nothing will you out of it. Something so silly like that. Yeah, I, I even got the feeling just in watching it that she could have gotten it if she wanted to. But it was just like a, a sort of a deflated. <laughs> yeah. There was yeah, another. Yeah. Go ahead, Vera. Yeah, now you get you go ahead. Uh, so I was just gonna say uh, I'm stretching for another Black Mirror comparison, but when um, Black Panther is considering dispatching Claw after he catches him in that sequence, yeah. um, we have um, is it Okoye or Ayo? I don't know who comes up. One of um, one of them and says, "You know, the world is watching." Yeah. Did you get any White Bear flashbacks with anyone? Everyone holding up their phone, filming. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that that's a good point. I mean, I know it's a bit of a stretch. The Black Museum's yeah. a much better tie. But... And, and it's also <laughs> it is also uh, just I mean, I don't want to say a common mm-hmm. or a commentary, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, if this were to happen in today's world, everyone will be standing around recording like everything. And I don't know if you've seen in you know multiple viewings of it. Uh, are they looking at what's happening, or are they looking at their phone as they're recording it? Because I, <laughs> I feel like they're looking at their phone. Yeah, because yeah. uh-huh. I mean, uh, not to try and get into a social commentary in this thing mm-hmm. uh, about something entirely disconnected from the film, but like, that yeah, is, you, you so, have a man in a vibranium panther suit <laughs> yeah, like, in front of you, <laughs> but you're looking at a, a, a two point five inch screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're like, yeah. well, I better get this in frame. It's like, what was happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah. okay for your kid's shitty dance recital. Fine. But this is the Black Panther. He's right there. Look at him. Yeah. And, and I think the way, you know, the world has shifted, you know, as far as technology goes, that these movies are kind of done, you know, to that effect. Because, I mean, how stupid would it be for these characters to be running around with a, um alternate identity? I mean, pretty much everybody in the Marvel Universe has already been revealed. Tony Stark's just flat out and like, hey, I'm a motherfucking That's Iron Man. That's what I was just going to, yeah, you know? that out. Yeah, that you kind of <laughs> have know? to. Like, there's no hiding in society. Yeah. You know, everybody know who's Thor. Everybody know who the Hulk is. Not so much, but they know who he is. I mean, everybody know who these people are. Yes, yeah. We, we all know who is what. Like you said, there are a couple that are very still in shadows, but yeah. And especially, I don't understand because it feels like Black Panther, people still don't know who he is, mm-hmm. but he's been around as Black Panther without his head on before. Like, obviously, he saw in Civil War, several people know who he is. Yeah. But, yeah. and now that we know what people think of Connor, how did nobody say anything about 
how are you like, like how do you get this technology <laughs> nobody questions it whatsoever and then in this film once again you've got martin freeman's character who is just like wait when did you have this technology well you're not watching him in civil war you had him like, you were talking with him then but oh well whatever <laughs> yeah that's kind of like how what claw was saying <laughs> yeah pretty much uh, and yeah now i have that some- and you know what we talked about this as well it was just like that would have been a great market employee to actually have that soundcloud tape that he was talking about on soundcloud oh yeah absolutely yeah Uh that could have been like one of them pre-marketing campaign things it's just like it automatically popped up on soundcloud so people already know what he's talking about by the time the movie comes out so be like oh i downloaded that (laughs) Yeah, it is. Well, maybe they didn't do that because of everything that SoundCloud approved. Yeah, like recently they're like, well, maybe they were even considering, are we going to have to change this to another streaming service of some description? Because it was very up in the air to whether or not SoundCloud would still exist by the time. Oh yeah, it's like, did you get that on Vine? (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I um, I I really did enjoy all the. All the little things in this film and all the big things just seem to hit very well, if not perfectly, throughout. And it really is going to show that Marvel, despite whether or not you enjoy comic book films or stuff like that, that Marvel knows what they're doing at point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like Peter was saying, it's like a formula as far as the budget and everything else thing. Yeah, yeah and they, they, and they seem to be learning from every film they do. And if not taking comments from the public, at the very least, the people that are writing are being able to look at previous films. Okay, well, we feel this worked and this pacing worked better than this pacing. And Mm -hmm. they know the type of film that they're making Mm -hmm. and they're able to just make these very well-crafted films. I, I am a little worried because no matter what you like to think, like nobody bats a thousand. Like, yeah, yeah. when are we getting Cars 2? <laughs> Where is our Cars 2? Yeah. I mean, as much as I have my issues with Guardians 2, yes. well established, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's like, I mean, obviously loads of people were not too fond of Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man 2 was the bigger scene. I mean, Iron Man yeah. 2 as well, but Iron Man 3, I think, for me, was the biggest letdown in terms of the villain. Because uh, yeah. if I, I think if they hadn't turned the Mandarin into what he villain. was, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, if they kept the Mandarin as he was the trailer, that could have been a phenomenal film, mm-hmm. and then they went the way they did. But yeah, and so they've had misstep, but that was very early on. Yeah. And, even, and Thor two as well, to a lesser extent, was I think slightly more boring than anything else. But that was just for me. So I'm, I know a lot of people that liked. So yeah. recently, everything's been very good, regardless of personal feelings towards the way they take some <laughs> of the story. Uh, so yeah, I am. I'm really, really, really hoping that because of everyone that's involved in it, because of the love by the cast and crew mm. and all of this stuff, that it's going to be consistently at least good. Yeah. But, and I don't want this to happen, but I'm so worried that something's going to slip. <laughs> There's yeah. going to be a big misstep at some point. Uh, you know, yeah. I, don't, I, I hope not. I really I, do. My <laughs> pessimistic self says, yeah, but I don't think so. I think they know what they're doing. I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I hope so. With, I really well, yeah, but like, <laughs> albeit some lukewarm sequels. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, so what, do, what do you think? I mean, do you think it's going to be like a misstep in the terms of the X-Men movies? 
or misstep in a term with the Fantastic Four movies. Oh, there's or, always, that's always a safe bet on fa- but Fantastic Four. Are they? But they're still technically Fox. Are they? Uh, not? I believe they now officially are back to well, not Disney, I suppose. If yeah, they, they have they have everything except for the Sony licenses. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and they're obviously sharing Spider Man. So yeah. they, they have access to Spider Man, obviously. Yeah. And they have, ev- I think they have everything from the Fox cinema mm-hmm. and so most the- of TV. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which. Uh, now I, I kind of want to completely around the tangent, but I now kind of really want a extraordinary gentle boot. Yes, <sighs> please. I love that movie. Let it die. You too. No. Oh God, you too. <laughs> and I so I so was hoping for a part two. Yeah, so I I was, I was uh, so, so hoping for a part two when the I grave know. started shaking and everything. I was like, yeah, they're gonna make another one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think I think that film was a little too ahead of its time. Yeah, only because mm-hmm. I think that, uh, and it, it's not necessarily gritty, and it's not like uh, it's not quite along those lines. But I think that the world wasn't quite ready for what was effectively Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It was things that nobody knew anything about except the people that made it. And the world was like, oh, characters we don't really know about. No, I don't really want to go and see that. And whereas now you would have. What a whole bunch of people are talking tree and a raccoon that holds a gun. Yeah. I'm in. Like, now would be the perfect time for a redo, and maybe you would like it, Brian. This time, I, you know, it's yeah. We'll see. <laughs> maybe not. Um, yes. I was talking with Paul earlier. I do want to get a couple of closing thoughts on Black Panther, but mm-hmm. um, I was talking before we started recording. Uh, we were talking about Blade, and I did read a couple things where he could be introduced into the MCU, which I am here oh, for. Oh, Lord, please, <laughs> Jesus, let yeah, it happen. That be awesome? if, we, if we get, like, a, a, a Black Widow standalone movie, and then, like, maybe a, a Blade standalone movie, yeah. and then join, yeah. Well, oh, I, man, that'd be so awesome. MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will That's, say, uh, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm either... I'm I'm all behind a Black Widow download. Yeah, it's been too. I'm we need it. more behind a Budapest film. Mm. I want to know what the exactly. hell happened well, in Budapest. Budapest. Yeah, yeah, and see that's that's what these films are doing. They're not always superhero movies. They're movies yeah. that star superheroes. Like we got uh, Captain America. Um, why, why am I blanking on Winter Soldier? Yeah, which is a spy thriller. It's a yeah. you know, and you can do another spy thriller. You know, it's this is it's a spy thriller with comic book characters, um, or you have you know action or nor. You you have these kind of genre films that star superheroes, yeah. and I think that would be a great move, Black Widow, to do kind of like a spy noir. Style. Yeah, the the only. The only thing that's going to happen now, I think, is have you seen trailers for Red Sparrow? Yeah. Like, I think now like, that film is going to come under the microscope and be like, oh, this is very Black Widow esque. And then it's going to be, you're either going to compare it to that and say Red Sparrow is not going to do as good, or Red Sparrow is going to be great. And then Black Widow's got to live up to that if they come out of that. And I mean, I they're, think, they're yeah. two very different films. And it, it's all about, and it's about the directors too. Yes. Yeah. That's another thing that they do very well um, for the most part is that they get the, the right director for the job they don't just hire your typical michael bay or you know fast and furious style director just you know action gung-ho that they get someone that can add and has perspective add to the piece and has perspective for it um ryan coogler you know he's got a couple he's got a few credits you know um but he nailed it and they're very (laughs) trusting with their director so i think if you get a good director attached to those movies I don't. I think those comparisons will fall. Basically. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm sure that if they may, especially given roughly what I know about 
the content of Red Sparrow, there's no way that Black Widow would come <laughs> close to it. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I think that uh, as long as you've got a uh, good set of writers, which Marvel definitely has, and the right thinking going into it, yeah, it'll, it'll be great. But I, I do feel like I would love to see Black Widow and Hawkeye from their past, like mm-hmm. over Black Widow by herself right now. Then again, I'm not someone that is just longing for more Scarlett Johansson. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there's that nothing against Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, okay. Well, you might, yeah, I don't know. Lots of people don't have a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> problem getting more Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. yeah. Now, before I know you're talking about wrapping up, but before we do, I got two things. I mean, more Blade talk, but yeah. <laughs> as far as Black Panther go, yeah, what was some of your dislikes, if any? Uh, oh, I don't know. I might need a minute if you got something. <laughs> All right, let me well, think. Um, well I, I'll go while you th- get yourself together. Okay. Yeah. It's just like it, it's nothing really bad. It's just kind of nitpicky to me because I, I I'm I love action movies and shit like that it's just um to me the actor um t'challa uh, bosman or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. yeah uh his style of fighting you know it just seemed kind of eh to me you know <laughs> you know it's just like it almost felt like i mean not as bad but like how people complain about the um, iron fist how the dude who played the iron fist his uh movement wasn't really crisp or solid you know like yeah. he didn't really have enough time practicing in the role, which he didn't in the first series of Iron Fist. <laughs> but it just, it felt kind of off to me. And it just felt like at any given time, if he didn't have the Black Panther suit on or had the freaking heart shaped herb mojo juice, that mm-hmm. anybody could whip this dude ass. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, kind of. I and mean, uh, one thing I was thinking initially is he obviously gets that new suit, which has the kinetic energy mm-hmm. that can build up and release. And that becomes his kind of go-to thing. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, well, you know, that that's interesting. But then I was also thinking he is someone that can kind of adapt to what's around. And so he is able to very quickly take what he's been given and use it to his advantage. And then oddly it seemed to malfunction twice in the film. Mm -hmm. The one time I didn't fully understand exactly why it went off uh, when he got shot by that weapon. And then the second time it just kind of goes off. They just, I think, does it, can they only store so much? I think just the capacity or like any new tech, there, there are bugs to work out. Yeah. You know, so even with the technologically advanced society. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, even to counter my, 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 my point that I had to where I didn't like that aspect so much, you know, just like you said, even though he may have lacked in, you know, skill so much, I think they just portrayed him that way for this movie. But he had the superior intellect, you know, because anytime he got beat down, he always found a way to smart his way back in at the end. You know, so he got his ass whipped by Killmonger in the beginning. But when they fought again, you know, he outsmarted them rather than try to use Bruce's strength. Yeah, and I, I did also enjoy the fact that the challenge never officially ended. Yeah. Like they, they did word that in. like, nope, the challenge is pause. I may have had to go to work, but no, I am picking up this game <laughs> right where I left off. Yeah. He's like, nah, 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 nah. He said, that challenge shit is over, son. That <laughs> <laughs> shit is over. <laughs> nope. The time has elapsed. Yeah, you did not hear the bell. Yeah, it is done. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so um, did you have anything, Paul? Well, the, the one thing that I kind of noticed when I was watching is that 
the CG in most places was yeah. great. Very well done. Very small amounts of it, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they were fighting in the the train tunnel at the end and you could see the yeah. suits coming and going in patches. Mm-hmm. So that was very well done. And then you've got the attack rhinos yeah. that were so obviously not there. Like it was, yeah. it was that animals was some of the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. I, I agree, animals are very tough for it. And um, obviously they want this film to make as much of a profit as possible. But I feel like they could have invested another, let's say, 50 million into the tech and mm-hmm. gave it another like three weeks to render so they could really get some good textures mm-hmm. down and get Shit. it so it but also didn't seem like there was a huge payoff i mean we got the the lick on the face whatever you yeah. know that moment but i wasn't really invested in those no. beings, yeah. I, to be honest i completely forgotten about them yeah you have that scene where you needed yeah. to establish them so that you do yeah. remember when they pop up in that battle but yeah yeah, yeah. i think um it could have used a little more practical um movie magic you know i mean i wouldn't have been too opposed if um the rhinos were maybe partially cg and they may have had some kind of animatronics for the close-up stuff to yeah. give it a little more realism or even the suits i know the suits thing in the the little train fight was kind of difficult because of you know one it was an imaginary train and you can't have real actors doing shit with real trains running around and shit so i kind of see why the cg effect of that but i mean i believe the suit start parts could have been a little more practical less cg suit a little more cg shoot with a little bit of cg elements yeah right and obviously the the problem does come down to the fact that we can't actually have a suit that fits into a necklace so there's got True. to be <laughs> there's got to be certain parts is that, that what ruined it for you okay <laughs> but yeah i i i feel like uh now that cg has reached the point that it has mm-hmm. there's so much of well we can do it with cg mm-hmm. and it all obviously help cut corners so mm-hmm. they can make the film quicker or they can make mm-hmm. it easier. But as you say, yeah, definitely, especially, let's say, Jurassic Park is kind of a benchmark, yeah. really, for the T-Rex scene. For most, I think 80% of the T-Rex when it's attacking them in the Jeep, that T-Rex is real. There was genuinely mm. a gigantic Wait, T-Rex. Wait, you're saying there's T-Rex? There's, yes. They made a dinosaur? They did. That's where most of the budget Oh, my God. Okay. No, like the, I didn't realize it was real. T-Rex, like, that mm. existed. And uh, one of the one of my favorite stories, actually, from that, there was a guy that used to have to get climb into the T-Rex, in through all the gears to be able to use it and also to fix it. And if the power went off at any time, it would crush them to death. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> because, of how, because of how that worked. The power had to be running constantly if anyone was inside. Mm. And now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you can't do see that, that See, that movie was made in 93, you yep. know? So mm. that was kind of like, that movie was like a melding of CG and practical effects. Now, yeah. we flash forward to 1998, when Blade came out, <laughs> and um, I believe Blade 1 and Blade 2, they were just really at the beginning of testing new technology because uh, Blade came out right before The Matrix did. And um, Blade, in that film, introduced a lot of um, different technology and you know camera stuff. And then The Matrix came in right after that, and they kind of refined it with the bullet time, which is uh, a marvel in itself. And then Blade 2 came out after that. And they um, started mixing the CG with the actual live action characters and everything. Because if you remember the scene in Blade 2 when um, Novak and Wesley Snipes were fighting, 
is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, they he run up the wall, and then when he come down in the elbow drop, that was the, the actual actor then. So they melded the CG to a certain point with the actual actor. So it was kind of like CG and live action at the same time. So yeah, although that that particular film, you can very, 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 very clearly tell when it's CG and when it's live action because the CG people when they're fight, especially when they're fighting in front of the lights yeah they're, mm-hmm. they're very bendy and uh, they look, feel like they're made of rubber yeah <laughs> and it was like that in um the second matrix as well when they had the ultimate mr smith fight and shit you yes, know uh, when yeah, keanu reeves was swinging the pole or... around and everything yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so i mean these was the birth of that um that that cg the that practical you know trying to mix it with real and you know, trying to give it a superhero feel to it or whatever. And these movies pioneered that shit and made it possible for all the movies to follow. Oh, yeah, definitely. But anyway, I said all that to say this. They need to make another Blade movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole point here. Yes. Uh, Now, do you feel that they should go with Wesley Snipes or Wesley Snipes having a behind-the-scenes role and they dubbing somebody else Blade? Yeah, I think someone else is Blade and Snipes as a cameo. Yeah, I, I mm. kind of feel like Snipes is now the Whistler character. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same way. Now, to follow that up, who is your nomination for Blade? Because I, I already have one. I, I was prepared for this. I, um, <laughs> I would just want to pull for the Black Panther cast. And... What, you say Michael B. No, actually, Michael B. no. <laughs> no, I would go with... His Winston, twin brother. No, I would go Winston Duke, uh, Mbaku, the Ooh. leader of the Jabari tribe. I know, yeah. he's big. He's a big he, motherfucker. He could, I know he's a big guy, yeah. He uh-huh. could definitely do it. Uh, fun then, fact, fun yeah. fact, they considered LL Cool J to be Blade before mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> LL Cooley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can see that, uh-huh. but I wouldn't want shit. So. Yeah. No. Um, I thought you just, yeah. I, hmm. yeah. I, I, don't I don't have, have anyone don't have right any now. So, so yeah. what, what's, your, what's your pick? All right. I've been, saying, I've been screaming this from the top of my lungs for as long as I've been pandering and begging for it. I've been hashtagging and tweeting Marvel <laughs> to do it, but my candidate for the new Blade, if they had to recast the person, would be Maurice Crump. And he's a um, choreographer. He is the one that helped uh, Chadwick Boseman with his martial arts training, so you can look those videos up as well. And just seeing him work, he was in the projector too with Tony Ja, and just his style, his um, the way he moves and everything, he reminds me of Blade. You know, he's I believe he's the closest thing, if not a little bit better than Wesley Snipes to being in that role just because of his martial arts stylings and just his overall look. OK, All so right. Maurice Crump. I, I can see that um, the um, the person I would put forward um, to thinking about it, if he wasn't already firmly entrenched in the MCU, I would actually put Mike Coulter for the possibility hmm. uh, as in Luke Cage himself. But, uh yeah, obviously, since he is Luke Cage, um, he, he couldn't be Blade at the same time. Now, see, this is how they... we tie it all together. This is how yeah. we tie it all together. There is a comic book issue to where all the black superheroes are in it, and they're trying to solve a murder mystery in New Orleans. So they have Blade, they have Luke Cage, they have Black Panther. So if you can cast all three of them people, bam, there you go. We can make yeah. that movie too. <laughs> and then, yeah, Blade, Blade could become Luke Cage's mentor, mm-hmm. and he could take up the mantle. So it could kind of work, I suppose. Yes. If you get that in. <laughs> yeah. 
I would see that. I would definitely watch that. Uh, yeah. What about, was... what about you then, Brian? Do you have a, a... a nit to pick? Or... Well, a nit to pick. I don't think I ever got that. for New Blade. Oh, well. I think yeah. I, yeah, I have. My, I, yeah, I can't think of anyone else really right now. Um... Unless you want to go uh, fully out there and uh, cast a white person as Blade, yeah, just yeah. Uh, uh, fully no, white. I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Black Panther podcast, Paul. I'm not. <laughs> all right, it, it, I'm not going to ruin throw... all that goodwill here. Yeah. Uh, let's just yeah. throw, let's just throw it out there let's let's if give you, yeah let's give uh chris helmsworth another role yeah okay no uh, no no i'm just i'm just saying next year when halloween come around if you want to dress as black panther just dress as black panther don't put goddamn black face on just yes. wear yeah, the, just wear the clothes that's all you got to do yeah wear you know? the yeah mm-hmm. yeah just wear the mask yeah really that's and it. yeah <laughs> and yeah, wear your you hair normally as you have your hair <laughs> yeah. or yes, if, you, if you are so worried about skin color go as claw <laughs> yes. Cool. yes or everyone's I'm favorite a... cia agent ever drops <laughs> i think i might no go one as will understand i'm year. just a guy in a... yeah oh, um but yeah if i i said that to bring it back to because i don't think i got to uh do my little critique you did not and, there, and this is really gasping or gasping grasping at straws here because i think it's so close to a perfect movie but martin freeman's accent mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh from the moment like when um the, my first watch in the theater when he started his first line there were a couple of giggles around yeah. like it, it seemed a little inconsistent and um oh, like yeah i'm just just stretching here like i, I prefer his natural voice um, yeah very much so. but yeah i mean that's seriously that shows you how much <laughs> when i'm just <laughs> bitching about his um, american accent well and, and then it's like yeah it's the same with the doctor strange mm-hmm. so come on just let them have their own accents because we know they're english we know they're forcing an accent mm-hmm. it just seems weird you can't quite get around it yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i mean obviously he is an american person in the canon like he's got to play it and they decided that martin freeman was the best person to play mm-hmm. him yeah mm-hmm. but we did but get still. yeah <laughs> and we got bilbo and Gollum in a scene together so that yes. was yeah, yeah that was cool yeah <laughs> that was great <laughs> i do that yeah i can see you yeah that was a, yeah because that was a big trailer that scene and yes. it was a really kind of yeah quick just like two minute scene there yeah, but it, and well done as well they didn't linger on it more than they needed it was, mm. it was about the right length and... I, I, just, I was just hoping you called him my precious <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> riddles in the dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, any um, should we get to some closing thoughts or anything we didn't? Ca- I know. Sorry, people. There's so much to talk about in this movie. So if we miss your favorite bits, apologies. But, yeah, no. Uh, I, to be honest, I think thoughts? I've I've covered pretty much everything uh, I would want to about this film, having only seen it oh, the once. Oh, we need to mention the um, the post post credit sequence. Aha. Yes. Any we yeah, we, we would be remiss to not mention that because we do have um, Shuri when um, Martin Freeman's been shot. Um, brings him in and just said something oh we have another uh, broken white boy to yeah another broken white um, so any you know that's obviously yeah so yeah. Who, who, what are the white boys that she fixed um, and I didn't catch to- that the first time yeah, yeah, right. uh, I, I didn't either. My friend pointed out to me, but then yeah, it's very clear in there, obviously. But um, yeah, so we find out who, who Paul. I'll give, give you the honors. Who was that broken white boy that she fixed? The white uh, that, <laughs> that we get at the end. That would be everyone's favorite double, triple, quadruple, <laughs> quintuple, <laughs> triple agent, secret agent, cross, yeah. Bucky Barnes, Bucky Barnes, yeah, yeah. soldier. Mm-hmm. And I, boy. I believe that it is established that in 
uh, Infinity War, he will be completely broken of his program. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is when he's either still going through that, or mm-hmm. he's uh, like he's at the end, but now he's got a heal, yeah. like, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. he's being referred to as the White Wolf by mm-hmm. the people of mm-hmm. this area. And I don't know if either of you two are aware, the White Wolf is a character, of course, in the comics, it is yeah. in the comic heard, but yeah. it's very much not Bucky Barnes. Yeah, which I'm saying that, yeah, I was reading that's a chance for them to actually have Bucky transition uh, mm-hmm. into this character. Which will be fun, because in the comics, Bucky becomes Captain America. Yeah. So they're, they're like, now we're not doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. Which I like. I, I'm kind of going to enjoy, because I feel like we were saying Tony Stark's going to go away in some fashion after Infinity yeah. War. I think Captain America's going well. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because like... Uh, to your point, yeah, Bucky does become Captain America at one point, and I thought this would be the way to do that because, like, you know, the actor is probably tired of playing this role or whatever, and this could be a fresh new face in that role. And then also in um, certain strains of the comic books, from what I've been told, um, Falcon becomes Captain America for a little while. Hmm. I I can see that, and I can see that being what the MCU goes with at this point because it's clear Bucky isn't going to be Captain America, so... Now you have Falcon, I th- and I think he fits that character mold more, and obviously slightly more wisecracking than mm-hmm. the current Captain America. But then again, anybody would be a bit more wisecracking than the current Captain America. So I think it would be a welcome change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And what is it with people losing their left arm? Bucky lost his left arm. Claw lost his left arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, now we just need someone to lose their left leg. You know. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it didn't, um, is Black it, um, Panther, aka. AKA a droopy eyes and missing arms. <laughs> yes, yeah, he doesn't. Um, what, what's his name? Nick Fury isn't his left eye gone? <laughs> yep, yes, it is. I mm. I think that um, uh, Thor. Uh, yeah, his at the eyes end of gone Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's his right I, eye, though. That's all right. That's yeah, awkward. <laughs> Well, yep. I feel like then that everyone, with the exception of the writers of Thor Ragnarok, then must be right-handed, and they're just like, oh, no one needs their left body appendages. We're fine without those. And then obviously, uh, the writer of Thor Ragnarok is a lefty, and was like, no, 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 <laughs> right eye. Thank you very so much. The, the last group of people waiting for representation are left-handers, <laughs> and there's just no love. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. when, when will they catch a break? I mean, Ned mm. Flanders tried. Damn it. I don't know with the leftorium. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with this movie, it just these Marvel movies in general is just like, look at the money that they're sinking into these things. The first Blade movie came out in '98, like I said, it was 45 million. Blade 2 was 54 million. And then Blade 3 was 64 million. Uh, Coming to America was like 40 something million. And The Lion King was a. Uh, 40 something or 50 something million. I only bring these movies up because I referenced them, you know, when I, mm-hmm. you know, when I was talking earlier or whatever. And here we are with Black Panther, $200 million for a movie, you know. <laughs> now, when they come out with another Blade movie, which I'm in my room knocking on wood right now, I hope they do. <laughs> Just think of the money and the technology and the resources they're going to pull into this movie. How could it not be great unless they make a white blade? <laughs> oh god yeah yeah i i i don't believe in jinxing but i really hope i didn't just now mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. uh, no, i mean i'll I, I bet I, you anything there will be a large number of people that will just go oh, what's wrong with that yeah let me show you uh, ghost of the shell great wall <laughs> um, yeah. 
Doctor Strange. Yeah. Last Samurai. Yeah, Last Samurai. <laughs> yeah. 20, uh, 47 Ronin or whatever the yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lots one more, one more White Savior movie. One more. Um, yeah. The um, Immortal movies, the uh, 300 movies. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. The Egypt yeah. movie, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so every movie. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Yeah. But yes. Um, yeah, right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, th- yeah. I think I'm done ranting now. I think, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, I did want to just say the last little thing. Did anyone just love the... I, I wanted to touch a little more. I, sorry, I know we're wrapping up. But the old and the new. The combination of the old and the new in Wakanda. And I loved how we like stayed in there the yes. whole time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really want... I think it'd be a, just a huge seller if they had like figurines of those like of like the black sand, like the, the yeah. movable black sand. You know, I love yeah. the opening credits, mm-hmm. and then kind of um, when they're doing the briefing for the caravan mission at the beginning, yeah. and he swipes the top of the caravan off to look and stuff. Like that was some cool ass shit. Just yeah. that, that was a perfect combination of that old and new. Um, in Wakanda. Yeah, but, really well done. I just love that. Yeah, I want like Black Panther figurines just like <laughs> just made out of that like dark black scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it just shows you the superior technology that they have over Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if you think about it for too long, it's that's definitely a design choice by the people that mm-hmm. made that technology because yeah. there's nowhere near as efficient as just like hologram stuff. But damn it, it looks good. It looks really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That was my last little bit. Anybody uh, got anything to throw in before we say goodbye? I, I can tell you, I'm done. All right. <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm spent. You're up. You I want to go watch it again. You, you snuck a couple in there already because you're a professional, but where can people find you? <laughs> All right. You can find me on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I T S B R. R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the place you do it. I host a podcast called The Random Rams with Rob, and you can follow that on Twitter also at 3R Show. You can follow me on Instagram, just looking for The Random Rams with Rob, where you can see me walk around the hollowed halls of Walmart vlogging, as the young people say. And um, you can also go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find different ways to help and support the show and look at my guest list and um, look at the blog section that I don't even use. So, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. And uh, we definitely need to get you back on soon to mm-hmm. cover a series of unfortunate events coming out yes. relatively soon. Uh, so look out for that in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, anyone else? I'm good. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I'm happy. I think Let's that's go. a lot. So uh, with all of that being said, yeah. I've been Paul. I've been Brian. And I've been B-Rub. All right. Bye, folks. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hang on a minute, lads. I've got a great idea. Uh. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.